You're listening to the Zoe Turner Podcast, business and mindset conversations that will help you move from fear and uncertainty to development and growth so that you can crush both life and business. Please welcome your host, Zoe Turner. Thank you all for tuning in. My next guest is Alex Bisnell. Alex is the host of the number one Apple podcast, Screw It, Just Do It. And he's also the founder of a Facebook group called Poppreneur. It's a group to help entrepreneurs create, launch, and monetize a successful podcast. So if you're a business owner or an individual with a message or a story to share, and you've been thinking about procrastinating and starting your own podcast, but you're not sure where to start, then this live stream might just have some of the answers for you to help you get started on your podcasting journey. Welcome to the podcast, Alex. Thank you to everyone for tuning in. Um, We are streaming live on Facebook. We're streaming live on YouTube. And of course, it's also going to be downloaded, uploaded as a podcast, and it will be available on all the regular podcasting platforms if you guys are enjoying these lives and you'd like to hear more of them please like my page and share to your audience without further ado let's get into this alex we're going to talk all about podcasting the benefits of podcasting for your brand what it can do to elevate your brand the popularity of podcasts is continuing to grow do you think it's too late for people to get involved no the fact that there's now a million podcasts, literally Acast, Apple announced on April the 20th that we'd hit 1 million uh, podcasts listed on Apple. Um, for me, it's still really early doors in, in podcasting. Um, you know, there's over a, a billion active users in YouTube. There's over 20 million active blogs and over a billion blogs that have ever existed. So for me, you know, the written word, video, audio, for me, audio is still really young when it comes to podcasting um, and you know just the fact that yesterday Joe Rogan signed an exclusive deal with Spotify for a hundred million dollars to have his show exclusively wow. on Spotify is um, shows me that there's a lot a lot of growth still to come the fact that you know big tech companies like Spotify Apple Google getting involved it's um, it's a super interesting space and it's 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 not too late you know like anything I think that the best time to start a podcast was yesterday Second best time is going to be today. I've got some stats here. Spotify, further Spotify is likely to outdo its competitor, Apple, in the popularity game. As only 20% of the millennials and Generation Z population listen to Apple Music, while 46% of them listen to Spotify. This is according to a study by the podcast host. Mm, yeah, that, yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Um, and uh, what I've heard like the last few months, like traditionally Apple always owned, you know, 50% plus of the market, but now, you know, it's been dropping down into the, into the forties as Spotify literally takes over more of the market. And last year they spent ho- over half a billion dollars on buying podcast companies. They bought their own platform in anchor where you can, you know, host your own podcast and bought a load of um, production companies. So Spotify very much, getting exclusive content and it's kind of a no-brainer from their point of view you know if they had people on their platform spotify um 
what, uh, listening to music and they wanted to watch a podcast before, they would have to leave Spotify's platform to go to you know Apple or Amazon, etc. So to, to make a big play like that and buy a load of exclusive content to keep people on their platform. Um, and it used to be, used to have to, I, mean, I got an invite from Spotify, I remember two years ago, whatever, they were in beta testing mode. Um, you had to get an invite from Spotify to be on their platform. And they were clearly, you know, testing things out, seeing what worked. And, I, I, you know, I heard some stat that it was only like 5% of the world's podcasts were on Spotify. And then they opened it up for everybody um, last year. And then now, you know, they clearly spent that time researching things. And yeah, you're right. You know, the fact that, that Gen Z, which is the biggest listening demographic of podcasts, something like 40% um, of Gen Z listen to podcasts bigger than any other demographic, you know, 18 to 29 year olds. I think that covers, doesn't it? Um, you know, that's the next generation. And the fact that for me, all new cars are being built with a technology to listen to podcasts in the car. Once we all start moving again throughout the world and start commuting, I think, you know, more podcasts are going to be consumed. People are going to listen to podcasts rather than listen to, to radio in their car, etc. Um, and the fact you don't have to look at a screen, you can just listen is, is massive for me, you know, and, and it's all done through, you know, one of these things, it's revolutionized it. Yeah, it's incredible. The world is definitely changing. I remember once upon a time when you wanted to talk to someone, you'd pick up the phone hmm. and now people just don't even make phone calls. It's texting. And I never thought I would become one of those people, but I think I am becoming one of those people. The beauty of podcast podcasting is is that like you say you can listen to them when you're driving you can listen to them when you're running when you're walking so in this day and age where so many type a personalities about and we like to be active we like to be doing things podcasting is something that can accompany those activities and it's just becoming more and more popular there's a, i've got another stat here for you from TechCrunch. There will be a 27% increase in podcast production, which is equivalent to 29 million episodes in 2020. So wow. that is absolutely huge. That, that, that figure in itself proves that it's not too late to get on the bandwagon. It's still very much an evolving kind of market. However, there is going to be a lot more competition. And I think in order to stay ahead and stand out, you know, everyone needs to be upping the game a bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I still think, and, and the fact that uh, last year, and I think it was probably a reaction to, to Spotify, you know, spending half a billion, Apple decided to shake up the categories uh, in the podcast chart. So, you know, whereas before you would have, for example, uh, business as a broad category, and underneath that, there would be management and marketing. They would they split up a bunch of categories. So you, you had management as a separate category, marketing as a separate category, entrepreneurship, business news, social enterprise, um, investing. So for me, that was just showing again um, that there was more opportunity for everyone to make a splash when they did launch their podcast. There were new categories for people to be to be found in, you know, right across the board. Um, and yes, you know, certain categories are always going to be super popular, like, you know, business, comedy, um, I think like sports, those categories are super popular. But by creating these, these subcategories, 
it makes it more popular, uh, more, more opportunity, I should say, for, for everybody else to find their niche, you know, and, and for me, that's key when you are um, starting out in podcasting, uh, that you don't make, you know, classic mistake that everybody does, which is, you know, launch one episode in a really popular category, like business, for example, um, and then after, say, seven episodes, which apparently is the number that most people never get past, you get disillusioned because you can't, you know, see that you're making much progress with it um, and you give up. But look, for me, when I launched, I had two downloads in week one, not even day one, the whole week in seven days. I had two downloads. Um, and, you know, yes, there have been times where I've, I've thought to, to, to chuck it in because it is a commitment. And it's just for me when other things in my life take a higher priority. Um, you know, I was doing a lot of live events, but, you know, the reset that we've we've had at the moment and and you know zero live events as um you know taking my focus back to podcasts and ever since I started helping other people with theirs you know my own podcast has taken a little bit of a back seat but I've used this time to try and you know refocus again and find out what people love about my own show um and I'm still learning as well you know um some of the people we've helped in the podpreneur group you know in their early 20s I'm still learning from them you know you know Gen Z, the, the tactics they're using to launch a podcast, things that I hadn't thought of before. So it's awesome. I love it. And I think there's there's still huge opportunity out there. Yeah, there's something to learn every day, I think, in, in podcasting. I started recording back in 2018. I didn't actually upload it up, into, up to a podcast until 20, beginning of 2019. But even now, I still feel very much a novice. And I feel that I've got so much to learn. And, you know, for me, I, I just like to try and improve with every single episode. I'll, I'll watch my lives back. The la whole life thing is new to me. I've only mm, just started in my lives. And, uh, yeah, I'll just watch them back. And I think, right, what can I do to improve on that the next time? So it's just, you know, very small, simple little steps. Tell us a little bit about your podcast and how it all started for you. Yeah, sure. So when, when I started, um, I started listening to podcasts and my favorite podcast was a, was a podcast called How I Built This uh, by a company called NPR. The host is a guy called Guy Raz. And I just remember I just got so passionate about it that every morning, every Monday morning when I woke up, it was literally the highlight was grabbing my phone uh, listening to that podcast as I was commuting to work. I would literally listen to some of it in the car and then finish the rest as I walked into work. Um, and it was a business podcast and it was this guy basically interviewing um, super, super successful people. And they were all you know, billionaires or multi-multi-millionaires um, who'd, who'd built successful companies. And it was listening to this. And at the time, I was working with Virgin Startup, which is Sir Richard Branson's not-for-profit business helping entrepreneurs uh, with funding and mentoring. So I was in that space anyway, and I'd started doing um, live events for them as well. So I'd been having uh, entrepreneurs come and speak at my events and, and share their experience. And I just thought, here's an opportunity here to do something similar. You know, and like anything, you don't want to reinvent the wheel. You know, 99% of things, probably bar what Dyson is inventing all the time has already been invented. So I didn't want to reinvent the wheel, but want to improve on something that was already there because I thought as much as I loved this, how I built this podcast, 
a lot of the advice that was being given was from people who'd retired 20 years ago and hadn't been in business, you know, hadn't been connected to their business since then. And I thought, well, some advice is timeless. You know, the world has changed in the last 20 years, the advent of the likes of social media and all the other technology that comes with our phones, etc. And I just thought, if I could interview a different niche of people within that, so entrepreneurs who were um, more up and coming that people might have heard of but didn't know the backstory. Um, so it started by literally interviewing people who I've been working with at Virgin Startup, been having at my live events. And I've just built that up over time. And, you know, if you start by interviewing people who you're connected to locally, so like the, the bigger names in my town here in like Poole, Bournemouth and Dorset, I started off by interviewing them. Then I started interviewing uh, nationally known entrepreneurs, the likes of, say, uh, uh, Holly Tucker from Not On The High Street. And then it was like international people like Lewis Howes from the School of Greatness who'd just come off the Ellen Show and had like exploded in the States. So I've just kind of um, increased my, my network, uh, I, I guess. That's been the, the biggest benefit for me as well is, is actually you know, connecting with these people um, and having conversations, which for me, you know, it's been the equivalent of a, of a Harvard MBA, I think, you know, like $250,000 a year that it would normally cost you to have access to these kind of people and to, to pick their brains on, you know, what makes them successful, how they've built successful brands. Um, and it's interesting because, you know, that, you know, once you do speak to a lot of these people and find, you know, what makes them different to the other 99% of us, there are commonalities amongst them. It's the reasons, you know, why they've been successful. And I just love, love sharing that, you know, with my audience. Um, and over time, I've, you know, like you, I've, I've developed my show. I've learned. I've then kind of found my own voice and, and started doing my own solo episodes on a Saturday. So now I do twice weekly. And then, uh, again, like you, I've embraced doing these live streams as a way to, uh, you know, connect with people outside of normally person-to-person -person live events. For business owners, thank you. For business owners wanting to get started on their podcasting journey, um, what would you say were the main benefits of having a podcast yeah great question um so for me it's definitely been uh, more than one thing so it's been building my my network literally just connecting uh to, to amazing people you know if, if someone had told me just three years ago that you know if i needed advice i could pick up my phone and i could call uh an investor from dragon's den uh, a winner of the apprentice a handful of you know billionaires, multimillionaires, et cetera, who'd been super, super successful in business, then I would have said, how, how, how would I do that? You know, my, my network was just, you know, local people to me. So that's been huge for me. And the fact that I can call people like that now my friends and I literally message and communicate with on a, on a weekly, if not daily basis with some of them, it's been unbelievable. So for me, it's been the people, it's been the biggest part. Um, and it's also... Um, you know, enable me to, 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 find, to find my voice, I suppose, and articulate uh, my thoughts um, to, to grow, definitely um, be perceived as, you know, having some kind of influence in, in the podcasting space as, as an, you know, a knowledgeable authority that people can turn to. Um, so, you know, for me, those have been two of the biggest benefits, like the, the people, um, finding my voice, um, building some kind of authority and knowledge of a subject, you know, outside of, you know, school, which finished, you know, many years ago for me, but to continue learning, like you mentioned, I'm, I'm continually learning in this and, and I love it. It's, you know, it's, 
you know, I, I actually started out in radio at BBC Radio Wales in Cardiff some 30 years ago now um, in the 90s. And I remember, you know, interviewing the likes of Lennox Lewis, who was heavyweight champion of the world at the time, and Neil Kinnock, who was leader of the opposition party to, to Margaret Thatcher. So that kind of shows you my age. But um, it kind of feels like I've kind of come full circle um, back into the audio space. But audio is now just called something different is podcasting. So I feel like I've kind of come home in a way. It's, it's funny. It's been really funny. Yeah, and in many ways, we're moving forward so much in terms of technology. But in other ways, with podcasting, we're kind of going back to the very traditional, very much like, like radio, isn't it? It's like a, another aspect of radio. Yeah, it's just it's exactly what you said. It's literally like going back, it feels, even though with the technology and, and the phone is revolutionising, because, you know, podcasting started in around 2004, but it wasn't a big deal. It had a growth spurt, disappeared for probably, what, 12, 13 years before most people started becoming aware of it again, maybe four or five years ago. Um, and podcasting's doubled, you know, in the, in, the, in the last five years. But for me, it's, it's going back to those, you know, ancient roots, really, of, of storytelling. Literally, that, that's what we're doing. And even when I'm working with, you know, a, a $300 million brand like, like I have been in creating podcasts for other people, we're still just telling stories. We're telling stories about how that person founded that brand, how they developed this product or this service, and, you know, why their customers love it so much. Um, so I, I think, you know, Whilst podcasting might not be for everyone, some people prefer the written word, some people prefer, you know, this, like video communication. Um, I find it really easy medium with really low barriers to entry for people to actually enter. You know, video can end up being really expensive and podcast, you know, the technology is perceived to be expensive. But again, you can literally start with nothing, just your phone and the free apps and the technology that comes with it. So I think that's what's been a great enabler, um, and especially in the last eight weeks during this pandemic, is that it's really lowered the, the bar for everybody to, to, to let them in and you know, experience this technology. Because whereas before people were hiring out you know, uh, podcast studios and spending you know, a couple of hundred pounds an hour doing that, and then the production and editing that comes with it, people have literally just been you know, interviewing each other on Zoom for free. Um, and recording that conversation, so and and, and ed editing it themselves on something like Anchor, that the Spotify platform, which which is free. Yeah, yeah, literally anyone can set up their own podcast. Like you say, you don't need all of this fancy equipment. You can literally do it with your phone, lapel microphone, or your laptop on Zoom. There's really no excuse if anyone out there is listening to this and you've been procrastinating about starting your podcast or. You know, you've just been putting it off and you'd really like to get moving on it. Maybe you don't have the funds to invest in it. Um, you know, you just get yourself onto Amazon by a lapel microphone. Most people these days do have a smartphone. One thing I'm interested in, Alex, I'm very new to the podcasting game. still very much feel like a newbie and a beginner and I'm learning all the time. What does it take to have a number one Apple podcast. Let me just ask you one more thing here. Is it like Amazon? It's very easy to manipulate. You know, like we all know that if you write, write a book, it's very easy to manipulate to be an Amazon bestseller. You know, we, sometimes we just have to put ourselves into an obscure category 
that no one else is is it like that with itunes is that how you can be very quickly elevate you to to a number one podcast or is it pure hard graft um it's a really good question and yeah i don't fully understand amazon and i've heard more about that kind of stuff just through a couple of local connections and i've, I've how has she got a number one bestseller on amazon and then yeah, yeah uh, i mean but, you just you put your book in something really obscure like basket weaving or something like that <laughs> and there's other things that you can do like you can get a group you know on launch date it there's a certain amount of time that you have to be able to i think buy the book within this time period so you know, you so you can pre-sell your book, and then you can also get a large supportive network, a group of people that agree to buy your book on launch day. All these little things elevate it to a bestseller. Very easy to manipulate. Mm, I'm going to go for Bavarian basket weaving. I think when I launch my book, <laughs> get, get super loose. Oh my god, you'll be straight in there. <laughs> um, no, honest, honestly, I've. I've um, if, I, I wish I knew, you know, when I launched my own podcast, I wish I knew what I know now because, yes, there are tips, tactics, strategies that can definitely help, but I don't think they'll get you a number one. They definitely get you um, a top 50, a top 20, um, maybe even a top 10 podcast. Like one of my students from my podcast course recently, landed in six days, he got to number 10, six days after launch, um, and he literally... Scott followed every single piece of advice that I gave him and he was just like hungry every day for wanting, you know, more advice. But again, he worked his ass off to do that. And likewise, myself, I did it the wrong way round and the long way round um, just because I didn't have the knowledge at the time. You know, I two years of treading water with my podcast, really. And then like anything in life, I suppose, and you'll know this, you know, I decided to make it my focus, my number one goal um, in January 2019, um, when I was writing my roadmap for the year, which is something that I do, it's like 100 questions covering like all eight areas of my life. Um, and I decided to make that my focus to get a number one ranked podcast. And the reasons for that weren't pure, pure vanity. They were that I decided to go all in on podcasting, that I wanted to help other people. How did you do that? Sharing it, you know, how were you getting it seen? Were you having set days when you were releasing a podcast? Were you putting a podcast out every two days, every week? No, um, li literally, well, every every week. Uh, um, and then I elevated it to twice a week. So that's going to have ha help for a start. You know, you're going to get more, um, more downloads. But, you know, the way the algorithm works on um, for podcasts, as we understand it, is that this is why there's an opportunity for anybody who's new to make a splash, get their podcast found in a chart, which for me, you know, gets you more visibility, which gets you more ears listening to your podcast. And that is, you know, number of new subscribers, number of new downloads, and number of new ratings and reviews. So, you know, with that in mind, that's the reason why, you know, I looked this week and my podcast was, I think it was number 13 in Egypt, and there was like Gary V at number 11 and Tim Ferriss at number 15. And I thought, again, if someone had told me three years ago that I could get my podcast in an African country along two of my biggest heroes, I would take it. But to be honest with you, it has been just perseverance, like anything in life, you know, whether it's running or whether it's podcasting, 
Um, I just made it my focus and I, you know, every week spent that time um, and I had a number and number, number twos, and I just couldn't get a number one. And I actually, in my mind, I'd say 99% decided that it just wasn't going to happen. It just wasn't going to happen. I just couldn't get beyond, you know, this number one podcast, which every week it was, it was the, the Daily Telegraph newspaper was always ahead of me. And I just thought, hey, I haven't got the resources they've got. I'm never going to have, you know, those kind of resources of a national newspaper that could probably, you know, drive a load of paid ads to promote their podcast. But what I found that helps, and people think, common misconception again is if you get a bunch of big name um, interviews, interviewees on your podcast, that is a guarantee to get a number one. But what I found was it's not because they don't have the time to actually uh, help you promote it. You know, the likes of a Richard Reed uh, from Innocent or the likes of a Ray Kelvin from Ted Baker, you know, global businesses, billion pound businesses. And yes, I love the fact that I managed to get them for an interview, but they didn't share it. You know, they didn't share it with their followers. I found that too. I found that. I've had a couple of uh, quite high profile guests on my podcast, exactly the same. Uh, they didn't share it with their audience. Even though I asked them to, they didn't. Some of my podcasts that are the most listened to have completely and utterly surprised me 100%. Because it's been the, the less well-known people, but it's been the ones that are really willing to talk about it, share it with their network. You know, and it doesn't matter how many followers your guest has, uh, how many followers on Instagram they have, how many followers on Facebook, how many stages they've spoken on over the world. None of this really matters. Sometimes all it takes is have a guest on who's got quite a small dedicated following and they're willing to share that with their network. Yeah, for me, it was the one that did it was Huel, which uh, for those who don't know is like a powdered meal replacement. Um, and Julian Hearn is very active on LinkedIn, really, really active on LinkedIn. Um, even though they're relatively small and a super engaged community, which is exactly, you know, what you said, um, called Hooligans. And, you know, everybody who buys, um, you know, a bag of, of, of Huel for that meal replacement powder gets a T-shirt. And, you know, very much that kind of community tribal thing where, you know, you just see people all over the world taking selfies with a T-shirt on. So he knew if he put it out there and he did like a dedicated LinkedIn post, which gets, you know, hundreds of comments, thousands of likes. Um, that was the one that, that tipped it over the edge from a, from a number two to a number one. And another one which, you know, does show you um, to a certain degree that, that the, the power of influencer marketing, again, that it, that it can work. Was I was I you know had a bit of momentum after that, and it was only maybe a couple of weeks after that I had James Haskell, who just retired as an England uh, rugby player, British Lion, um, and he was just making the decision at the time to go into I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. But it was before he went into the jungle, and um, I did a podcast with him, and it was still to this day the funniest podcast that I've ever done in my life um, I, I don't think in three years I'd ever had anybody swear on my podcast yet literally 0.3 seconds in there were f-bombs left right and center and I was going to edit it within an inch of its life but at the end in the end I just thought you know what let's, let's just roll with it he's a rugby player um, you know he's used to those conversations in the changing room so anyway we released it and he promoted it on his business page which is like a fitness page with maybe, I don't know, 90,000 people on it maybe. And we got it to number two again. Here we go again, I thought. Um, and then I saw him just scrolling through Instagram and I saw him live on there DJing at somebody's 
uh, at some event because that's what he was doing as well, DJing. And I just thought, shall I ask him again? Is it cheeky to, you know, kind of give him a nudge again? I just thought, sod it, what have I got to lose? I might never see him again for the rest of my life, but I've had him on the show. So I literally sent him a text message, said, Hask, don't suppose there's any chance you could share this on your personal pages there. And he had, I don't know whether it was a million followers or hundreds of thousands on there. And his, his wife, Chloe, she's a fitness influencer. She's the daughter of Richard and Judy, you know, daytime TV host. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was messaging them both, and literally um, within four hours, he posted it on there and just saw it go, you know, impressions go right up, uh, and it went to number one literally within four hours. So there are different ways to do it, um, but like you said, uh, it is, it's getting somebody who's, you make it easy for them to share as well. That's what I think is key as well. You know, you give them the assets that they can actually share it for them. You write the post for them. You know, you put the link for them, all those things. And don't be afraid, you know, as, I, as I've learned now to go back and ask people because you're giving them a platform at the end of, at the, end of the day. You're promoting who they are. Um, and, you know, it's very much now I, I get hit up by PR agencies five or six times a day asking me to have their guests on the show. And they put those out there to different podcasts, the same as they would, you know, here's an opportunity for the Daily Mail, here's an opportunity for the Daily Telegraph, um, and here's these, these podcasts that you can go on. So it's an opportunity for them. So don't be afraid to actually, you know, push them to promote it. You've made it your mission, Alex, to help entrepreneurs themselves launch their own podcast. Tell us a little bit about your group, Podpreneur. Yeah, do you know, again, and, and I think... Um, a lot of things are going to be traced back to this time, the lockdown, the pandemic. Um, a lot of things are going to be traced back to this time. And, you know, w one of the things that came out of this for me um, was just seeing other people doing things, um, you know, helping people. And I just thought, you know, what can I do? You know, I, I just make podcasts for people, for different brands. What can I do? And I just thought, actually, there's going to be a lot of people with a lot of extra time on their hands at this time and I saw that podcasting um, downloads were going up more people were listening to podcasts because people were at home so what I could do was literally start uh, you know a free group and do free live trainings in there um, you know weekly content sharing uh, you know a lot of the tactics and strategies just to get people started really um, again it's you know, my, like yourself and, and like everybody, my time is my most valuable asset. So if I can give X amount of time into that group every week, I hope, you know, that it generates momentum that people help each other. And I've seen that happening in there already, people offering each other advice because everybody's learning, everybody's at, you know, different stages, whether they're, um, you know, procrastinating, which I did a poll and that was the biggest <laughs> stage that people are at still is procrastinating. But we've had, you know, every week somebody has launched a podcast. I think last week three people launched a brand new podcast. And one of them, good friend of mine, Chris Wright, launched a golf podcast. He got to, I think, number two in, in like the second day of launching his podcast, which wow. is amazing traction, you know. Amazing. Yeah, that's incredible. I think when you've got such a niche like that, friends of mine, a good friend of mine, Adrian Kerr, he has his own podcast, Height Surfers 365. His podcast is absolutely huge. And yeah, the downloads that he gets, like literally within the first hour, he did tell me the stat. I can't remember what it was, but it was 
he's just doing so, so incredibly well, but he's got such a very tight niche. So I think if there's anybody out there specialised in something like golf or like tennis or something like that, horse riding, there's people out there that really want to listen. Yeah, I mean, a friend of our of mine, um, Trevor Jenkins, um, he'd been talking about launching a podcast, like a lot of people, for a long time. And this um, time, the pandemic, getting him into the Facebook group just gave him the nudge to get it done. So he launched his podcast maybe four weeks ago now, um, which is called Not Just Crew, which again, as you say, is completely niche. It's for cabin crew of airlines. Now, it's a very emotive subject at the moment. You know, all the airlines are making people redundancy. They're going through, you know, they're cutting, most of them seem to be, you know, 30, 35% of their staff are going to be made redundant. So Not Just Crew is a podcast for cabin crew, past and present, um, shining a light on the different um, jobs, careers that they do alongside that and that they've, they've gone on to do as well. So, you know, this is a great example. We did a live episode. He's asked me to co-host it. So we did a live episode on Tuesday, which is, what, 48 hours ago now, less than 48 hours ago. Um, and it so far has had, we did it live in, in, the, in his Facebook group. Within 48 hours, it had 800 people had watched the live episode, which is nuts. You know, 800 people had watched that. Previous week, 600 people had watched that episode, which was with a cabin crew member who was training to be a doctor at the moment, volunteering, you know, at the moment in an NHS hospital as well, while she's, you know, um, on, they'd all been put on like two months unpaid leave at Virgin. She's a Virgin Atlantic uh, cabin crew member. So, you know, something like that, again, is super niche, uh, very emotive subject for people. I mean, people regard being cabin crew, um, as you know, their dream job. They get to travel, they get to meet amazing people, get to hang out, you know, in amazing hotels. Um, I think it's it's an amazing subject. Um, so again, an, another you know example, like you say, just just definitely finding those niches like kite surfing, like like cabin crew, uh, like golf. There's there's scope for everybody out there for sure. Go check out Alex's group, Podpreneur. It might just give you the impetus to actually get your podcast started and get it up and running. Alex, you've given some great, great value today. Fantastic value. Thank you so much for being a guest. I really appreciate having you on. Fascinating. Just get it done. Just get it started. Because there is a window of opportunity right here and right now. And you don't want to miss that um, because it's relatively low costing at the moment. There might come a time when that's not going to be the case. I don't know. So. Yeah, no, no, appreciate you having me on. Really appreciate it. Great hanging out with you here. Um, and love how you've got your StreamYard page. I'm taking notes. I'm learning from this as well. Looks incredibly professional. Far Thank better you. than our one in Not Just Crew. We need to improve this, Simon, because I can see he's watching in the Podpreneur group. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, well done you. Well done you. Thank you so much.